Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Everybody doing feeling right physically, emotionally, spiritually? <laughs> everybody good? Sure. I didn't know we were going to get into that, so I don't you know, know that I'm, I'm better today than I have been. I, I know. You I, have, I, didn't I, have a voice. I, I was not. I was lower than mm-hmm. I should have been, but now I'm back on the way up. I have gotten steroids, which are, I found out, old people candy. I have gotten steroids as well. (laughs) Oh, good. You and I both have done Oh, yeah. We were at the clinic at the same time. Different clinic, you know. The same clinic. Different different reasons. reasons. Different reasons. I got myself into some poison ivy, Hmm. which steroids treat. And I had allergies that had taken all my voice away. Which steroids treat. What do steroids not treat? I they, think, well, they, I think steroids just, just make everything work better. That's they right. make everything work better. It's just accelerate. That's why I process. say old people should get them at least once a week because it just all <laughs> just things generalize. Yeah, just generalize. General. It'll make you, it makes you feel like oh, I, I do think eventually, right? You 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 gain tolerance to them. And well, I think it hurts other things in your body. Oh yeah, yeah. but. Things are already being hurt in my okay. life. Okay. It's a trade off. You got to figure out what's worth it. You know? Someone get Barry Bonds on the phone. Let's find out how. Well. I know eventually this head that's big would get much bigger. But yeah. Someone get Barry Bonds on the phone. Bill, Bill's got Barry Bonds' phone number. Get him on the phone. And one thing I don't know if you know. noticed, his head shrunk back. Really? Once he got off, <laughs> once he's not on TV, I don't, I don't I, figure anything. Well, I about. noticed, you know, he was hitting coach for the Miami Marlins for a few years, and you could compare the pictures from playing days and pre-steroid playing. This is what playing. Ed does while watching baseball. I he do. pulls I up pull pictures up. of right. old players. I go, mm, look at that steroid head. <laughs> Well, that head don't look the same size. There's well, the zoom is a lot mm. different. No, so. that's, not the, that's not the case. If there's one thing we don't need is Ed, Ed's head getting any bigger. No, that's for sure. does not need to happen. That's for sure. So uh, I skipped the introduction, but here's the introduction. This is Ed, small head Ed. <laughs> this is Ed with the small head. I'm, I'm Jason. I don't have a small head. I have a large head. Small compared to what it's going to be it, when you get the steroids. steroids. They're not yeah. going to give it to yeah. me, apparently. And this is Nathan. We're if all, you have a steroid hookup, let me know. Don't. <laughs> Because I guarantee you, there there are people in this church that have a steroid <laughs> hookup. They do. We don't so, need to yeah. know that. So we're all part of the teaching team here at Community Christian Church, believe it or not, and uh, we <coughs> do this podcast. If it's your first time watching or listening, uh, to talk about the questions you guys send in, which you guys have been sending in some great questions lately. Thank you for that, and uh, help us all. Don't think- go back and listen to the the crappy questions we used to get whenever it's no, fifty no, episodes. No. Now we've hit our stride. I wasn't making a comparison. I'm not comparison just saying. Making. I was just trying, just trying to encourage people. Okay, because okay. right. yeah. they're doing well with sending us questions. We've gotten a lot recently. We will talk about that towards the end. However. Today, we have a long question that we're going to deal with that has multi-parts, I believe, and oh, I'm, I hopefully have broken this down to where we can have halfway decent conversation among, amongst all these many, many issues. But um, lots of good stuff in here, so we'll just get after it. I'm going to read the question. This is from an anonymous person, so I don't know, but thanks for sending it in, whoever you are. Here's their question. This is, hard, this is a hard thing to admit, but I sometimes struggle to make what happened on the cross feel as impactful as it should. I believe it. I consider myself a follower of Jesus, but sometimes the idea of God's Son dying on the cross doesn't feel as big to me as I know it should. I wrestle with this. Somewhere deep inside, I feel like, well, what's the big deal? He knew he was going to heaven and that that everything would work out in the end. I also don't always get how his death covers my sins. There have been times in life when this all did feel as big to me as I know it is, but I'm worried that I waver on this. 
Is the point of Jesus' death more about the resurrection, which does seem bigger to me, or do you have suggestions on how I can feel the reality of the cross more? And then the end by saying, love the podcast. You all are a blessing. Well, thank you. Well, I'm glad to know I'm a blessing to someone. Yeah. Okay. I think we collectively are blessings. Oh. <laughs> I, want so you, I can't I can't I, I don't think you, that I don't individually. Think you claim you it individually. Well, I'd like to. <laughs> well, go ahead, Jason. Go Thanks ahead. for stealing my I'll my, give up my, my share of the blessing. He stole my blessing. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. I wasn't trying to take a blessing away from you. I was I trying to like enjoy you, the blessing. I felt like you were ripping some of my blessings. No, no, no. I was just sharing. All right. There's enough blessing to go around. So back to the question. Um, here's where I want to, I, I found a couple of things in there that I, I think are worth us spending a lot of time on dealing with. And the, here's the first one. And I just pulled out a quote from your question um, that I think is important. Uh, you said that you struggle to make it feel, the, it being the death of Jesus, the cross, str you struggle to make it feel as impactful as it should. So I thought it would be helpful in that way because it sounds like that is one of your main struggles for us to talk about a little bit what are the roles, is there a role for feelings in our spiritual life? And if so, at what point do I get concerned if I don't have some? Or should I be concerned? Well, you know, the other thing I'd like to know, because we don't know mm -hmm. that I don't know this person. Yeah. I probably do know them, but I don't know their name, and so maybe, maybe I know them, I don't. I'd like to know the role of feelings in their overall life. Ah. Yeah. Because I, some of us feelings play a major role and we feel everything very deeply that's right and others of us don't feel things we have more of a gut level response but it's not a deep deep feeling we have a gut response to things mm -hmm. yeah and then other people they think everything through and feelings but then some people feelings are the lead that's right and so you know I think if your feelings are the lead kind of person and this is waning, well, then maybe there's something that you should think about a little bit. But mm -hmm. if feelings aren't the lead for you in major parts of your life, maybe you shouldn't expect to have a major feeling kind of lead in this area either. Mm -hmm. But isn't it also true, y'all think, that whether or not you're a feelings person first or not, they do have sort of a, I don't call it a shelf life, but a roller coaster type oh, sometimes. Oh, sure. you know? oh yeah. And so, you know, I... I'd, I'd have to delve a little more into, you know, how long has this been going on? Is it drastically different from something that you used to have experience with? And it, what type of uh, circumstances you might be going through in life right now that could be having an effect on that? I think there's a lot that goes into it. Sure. Yeah. Right? Well, and I think, I don't know, so to this question, I mean, I think the, the role of, the things both of you have said about just role of feelings in general. Feelings, you know, we're we're multi-dimensional beings, so I'm I'm just as much, I, I am a body and mm -hmm. feelings and my intel, you know, intellectual, my mental capacities. But I'm also a spiritual being, so I have to love God with all those things. Um, but what I heard in the question about the role of feelings was it doesn't feel as impactful as it should. Yes. And that word should, I think, is really the problem here yeah, is I, I would need to know what you think it should feel like. Because honestly, when I read this, I go, well, maybe it doesn't feel as impactful to me as it should. Like, <laughs> Well, I had the same thought. I thought, I'm not sure what the should of feelings is. Well, because I'll get to, because then they eventually get to the resurrection. And I go, I don't know, what should I feel about the resurrection? And so I think maybe, maybe you are comparing it to yeah. someone else who seems to have some, 
uh, I don't know, very personal. The cross has some very personal. And we're going to get deeper into what is what is the impact of the cross. Yeah. But as far as like your personal relationship with it, I feel this way when people talk about marriage sometimes. It would mm. me looking yeah. at another person's marriage, and I know a lot of people who do this. Well, she should feel about me the way she feels about him. Mm-hmm. You know, that wife seems to have certain feelings about that husband, and my wife doesn't relate. And I just feel like the should part of it's, you know, I look, I try to look at, the, and I am a feelings first person. I've been that way since I was a kid. I was telling one of my kids the other day, and he, this is my dad, so he can vouch for me. I used to cry when uh, my brothers would get spanked. Like I was, I am just a, I feel every, and I, and I interpret everything through feelings first, but I don't know that judging my love or my devotion by either feelings or some people use passion, those kind of things to me, um, are, are, if it, I heard judgment in the yeah. word should. Me too. And Imagine. I mean I mean self judgment. I don't mean like you're judging yeah, other yeah. people. Mm-hmm. You're judging yourself and I just yes. want to relieve you of that to mm, say good. feelings do play a role in my That's spiritual right. life. I know that God has communicated to me through my feelings. Sure. I believe that. Uh, so I think if, if you are a very feelings oriented person, that is totally okay. Mm-hmm. But also to judge or, or to, to maybe feel some kind of anxiety or insecurity around well, what I should be doing. Well, and this, the this, only should we could really have around it is if God gave us a should. That's right. Yeah, I, can't that's right. Think, I can't think of a command in the Bible, when you think of what Jesus did for you, you mm. should feel, feel this something. way. Yeah. Right. This is something about our feelings. It reminds me of uh, conversations that I had um, when I used to do work in youth ministry because um, I would have... I would have conversations with young people who would have a very powerful emotional experience right. with God at a, a worship service or some type of conference that they yep. would get taken to, and they would they would come back all fired up and jacked up and all that. And then once that feeling went away, they equated the feeling with their relationship with God. And what I always tried to help them see is, I said, feelings are not bad, they're not wrong, but you have to treat them like a gift. Right. Instead of uh, instead of the very thing, it has to be. Oh, I, God blessed me in this moment to have a powerful emotional experience with Him. Uh, it's not promised every day. It, it's not something that. And, and honestly, it wouldn't be healthy for you to have that every single day. Um, that's not healthy emotionally for anybody mm-hmm. to be all up all the time. And it's also not healthy to be all down all the time. It's. And so I would just say, you know, consider that moment a gift. Look back on it with fondness. And, you know, maybe you'll be blessed with another one again. But in the meantime, it has nothing to say about your devotion to God. It certainly has nothing to say about His devotion to you. So certainly yeah. don't go equating that. Yeah, that's right. His love for you remains the same. Um, so I, I think you can get into a dangerous place if you overemphasize feelings to, and put them on that level. And that would be my yeah. concern for the person who asked this question. Uh, and, and as you said, and both of you said, the should, I think, is what got me. I've been sitting here trying to think about what, in uh, Book Renovation of the Heart by Dallas Willard, he mm-hmm. talks about all of these different roles that these things yeah. play in yeah. our lives. Yeah. And the only statement I can remember him saying, that I can't remember the part after it, so I'm hesitant to say this, but I can remember reading, he's saying, you are not your feelings. Yeah. Right. Which is... 
was really important to me because I used to walk around saying, I'm an angry person. Hmm. And when I got to the place, I realized I'm not an angry person. I'm a person that feels anger mm -hmm. a lot. And I need to figure out why I feel anger a lot because I'm not, I'm not in general, I'm not an angry person. I'm just a person that's struggling with feelings of anger. Yes. And that was very helpful to me to separate out, I am different than this feeling I'm having. Mm -hmm. I yeah, am a sure. different person. And that's what I would say to you on this as well. And when I hear the other part of this and you say, I do believe Jesus uh -huh. died for my sins. I am a follower of Christ. Yes. Well, I can say then that the cross has accomplished the work that God <laughs> intended for the cross to accomplish. Yes. Which is to make a way for you to be right with God, to begin a relationship with Jesus. It has done its work. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, that was going to be my next point of discussion. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, the other quote that I noticed in your question that I wanted to talk about was, uh, you say, I don't always get how his death covers my sins. And the first thing I would, I would say to that is, uh, you're in good company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I'm not sure that anyone, the smartest among us, all the way down, has been able to quite figure that out. It's almost one of those mysterious parts of the Christian faith. We know it's true. We know it because of what's been revealed to us. But how and what happened on the cross? I mean, we can have a discussion about that, and we've had some discussion. We can have a brief one here. Um, we can discuss the what, but I'm not sure we can all ever talk about the how. Can well, we? even the, no, of what exactly happened, I think there are certainly people that have definitive answers. Sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I used to have a very definitive answer until I read somebody that had a different definitive answer for me, and I could not tear his argument apart. Mm -hmm. And then I read another person that had a different answer from the one I had and the other one they had. They None of them were saying that the work of the cross was invalid. Yes. Right. They were saying that different things happened through the work of the cross yeah. than what I had always believed. And what I've learned at this point is all of those, I believe, are things that happened at the cross. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And when you say there's one only way that what happened is, I'm taking away the mystery of a thing can be more than one thing. Yes. Yeah. And there can be more. And what we know is that something happened at the cross mm -hmm. that cleared the way for human beings to be made one with God. Right. That Jesus removed the sin. And here's the thing that's really hard for us to understand. All the sin of the world was removed at the cross. All That's of right. it. All of it. Yes. God no longer relates to us on the basis of sin, mm -hmm. but I can choose to still live under the basis of sin. What Jesus made a way for is I don't have to. Yes. The good news of the cross is not that I had sin and God wanted to kill me, but he killed Jesus instead. The good news of the cross is, is that God yeah. removed all the barriers for me to be the person he made me to be. I can now follow Jesus freely. The Spirit of God can freely live in my life. I don't. He doesn't relate to me on what I get right and wrong yeah. anymore. Does he want me to get right? Yes. So he's connected me to the vine so that I can live rightly. Yeah. How did that all happen? I, I don't know all the ways it happened, no. but I know it happened. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that I've often thought, you know, if you find somebody who thinks they know exactly how it all happened, you, you might not want to, <laughs> you might be very uh, cautious. That's right. Um, just kind of like, you know, people who think they figured out the doctrine of the Trinity. Right. I'm very wary of those people. Um, 
there is some mystery to it. So, um, you know, for so I just wanted to touch on that a little bit for you who asked the question, just to say, yeah, it's okay that you don't get it, you don't completely understand it, but the fact that you do have trust in Jesus that it is true and that it, that His work has accomplished that for you, um, the how is not quite so vital, I would say. That's right. To following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you also mentioned, and I just want to touch on this before we wrap up, um, you sort of had a question embedded in there, and I guess um, and the question kind of was like, did the fact that Jesus knew he was going to be resurrected uh, diminish what really happened on the, on the cross? And mm-hmm. because you kind of, you know, you kind of allude to the fact, well, you know, was the cross really that big of a deal because Jesus kind of knew what was going to happen, and so he just sort of went through it. Uh, I got to get through this thing and so I can get to the good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're right in pointing out that the resurrection is the linchpin of the whole thing. I sure. Mean, without the resurrection, the, the cross, the, all the meaning of it is pretty well stripped away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't, it doesn't put any validity behind who Jesus is. That he, ha- he has no power over death. But the resurrection proved who he claimed to be and right. who he is. And so, um, but at the same time, I would I would hesitate to to go that far and say, well, because we were pretty clear in the lead up to the crucifixion that there is a very human approach right. that Jesus makes toward the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, to, in my reading today of, in the Gospels, um, Jesus is in the garden and he's praying, and um, this is not a prayer of a person who thinks. Oh well, let's just get this done because we know that resurrection is coming. It's no big deal. There is anguish and there is uh, suffering going on from that moment uh, before even the cross. Because again, there's you touched on it, Ed. There's there's something supernatural happening in the spiritual realm that he has to go through, and I and I, I point to one of the things of when Jesus is on the cross and he cries out that God has forsaken him. Mm-hmm. He's feeling the weight of God turning away from him. He's feeling what that's like. It's, it's hell experienced by Jesus, I believe, in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not that Jesus went into hell. That's a whole nother... I'm that's talking right. about the moment on the cross when he declares God has forsaken him. He is experiencing the weight and consequence of sin. And that, like you said, Ed, past, present, and future. So this is not a small thing that Jesus is going through. I think you have to remove it, it. It's the very hardest thing, I think, for most of us, including me, to keep in mind. Jesus operated as a human being yep. who was at all in contact with God, mm-hmm. showing us the potential human beings. If we will live truly connected to the vine, mm-hmm. he's, we can do greater things. We can do the same things he did, sure. but he did them fully as human. He was not playing the God card. Mm -hmm. The garden makes that clear. The pain and anguish he feels on the cross. He's either faking it, Mm -hmm. which that that denies the character of everything we've seen, or he's fully, fully feeling it. And I would just compare it to, I know a lot of Christians who have faithfully faced death in that they know they're going to be resurrected. Absolutely. They know as soon as they close their eyes in this life that they're going to be with the Lord mm-hmm. and what they have been planning for. But death itself is still a thing that most of us put our brakes on as mm-hmm. hard as we can. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus is praying in the garden. So 
I don't think it diminishes anything he went through on our behalf, knowing what he did know. He still had to trust the Father. Well, I was going to say, he was trust, still trusting yeah, the Father. The trust thing is one thing that I thought of when I read this is this question. You know, in Jesus' full humanity, which he did have full humanity, the, what he did on the cross was an act of full trust because, sure. and I don't, and I don't, I know this is skirting a line here, but there were things that Jesus did not have the privilege of knowing right. in his human form. He tells us this because he tells the disciples one time, I don't even know when the Father's coming back. Right. He hasn't right. given me that knowledge. So when he's on the cross and he says, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. I, it, it's an act of trust. Here I am. Do with me what you will. Did Jesus have 100% knowledge that it was going to end in resurrection? I don't know. I can't say for sure. No, me either. I'm not given that knowledge through the scriptures. Maybe he did. But I do know that what he is doing on the cross is an act of full obedience and full trust in his Father, which always involves risk, or else it's not trust. Mm -hmm. So there had to be a moment of, of risk in Jesus' heart because, we, again, we see it in his prayer. We see it in the garden when he's sweating drops of blood. That's stress. That's that's concern. I, I, I hesitate to call it worry, but it is a form of like, so. worry. And, yeah. and that comes with uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And so the suffering he's going through is, I think, not diminished by him having faith or belief or even full knowledge that resurrection was coming. I think what we fail to, when we, we when diminish Jesus' humanity, mm -hmm. I think we, we don't really, what we're doing is disconnecting ourselves from him totally and saying, uh, he wasn't, he's well, not, not like, like me, me. That's right. he's not like me, he doesn't understand me. Mm -hmm which is really me missing out on a part of his work for me in my life as, the, as my priest and my intercessor, that he understands how tough it is to trust God in mm -hmm. tough moments. Yeah. But it can be done, and he walked away. He gave the steps. I was just sitting here while you were thinking about the fact of, you know, into your hands I commit my spirit, and then he sees, you remember that place where he sees Mary in the garden? This, mm -hmm. this is made of heaven, and he says to her, don't touch me. I haven't gone to see my father yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay. Where you been? Yeah. Where for so for all the time he hasn't been with his father yet. He's and maybe, you know, in death for the first time, he's really been disconnected. Mm -hmm. I don't know that. I, I made all either. I made all that up. I know. I'm just sitting here thinking about it, but there's something he's saying to her. I haven't been to my father yet. I don't I don't want to mess this part up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm glad to see you. Yeah. But give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> don't screw this up. <laughs> you know? I like that. Yeah, I, I, I think um, you touch on a few things, Ed, you know, in Scripture that you're right. I, I have often had a struggle with viewing Jesus as, uh, and he is called our brother yeah. in the Scriptures. Not in the sense of you and I, are all, guys, we are all brothers in Christ, but in a, in a sense, he is a brother of humanity. Yes. And that's what the Scriptures are very clear about. And gosh, you know, the book of Hebrews makes it so clear. He is... He was one of us to, to so that he could perform these acts that that, that we now benefit from. So they, the Bible does a really hard. I mean, it does a lot of hard work to try and connect Jesus to his humanity, and we've done a lot of work to try and separate him from it. And I think it's because, especially for those of us who've grown up with this awe and reverence for Jesus, which we all should have, that somehow feels 
like we're doing something wrong. Well, I think for me, and this is, I do think that's true. Yeah. For me, it almost always is I'm giving myself a break. Mm. I'm almost always going, well, I get he was like me, but he had been with the Father, <laughs> and so his ability to trust was a little bit easier than yeah. mine. Yeah. So it's understandable I can't yeah. trust as easy as he did. Yeah. But he really did have everything. And to be honest, if I think about it long enough, I think, well, yeah, he was totally connected. This is the first time he's not been fully God. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not, he willingly gave up. He emptied himself, Paul says. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what all that means. Mm-mm. Yeah, I was going to say, all yeah. that's mysterious. I don't know yeah, what all that mysterious. means, but something happened that I have never experienced. Yes. Yeah. So to wrap things up, um, I think at the heart of your question, um, one of the things you were really looking for us to do is to help you connect to the reality of the cross. And um, I'm not sure I understand exactly what that means, but I thought maybe we could end by talking a little bit on the pastoral side of maybe giving some thoughts on, you know, if, if, if this is something that's bothering you, um, what, what now? What, what, what do you think our friend who asked us this question might consider thinking about, maybe doing. Do y'all have any words of wisdom? Well, I think if it continues to bother you, I I think probably maybe should reach out to one of us personally and try to let us uh, get a little more specificity around the question and to get to know you a little bit better so we can apply it more, you know, to you instead of just a general response to this, I also would really work on the should part. The mm-hmm. should the should feel something. It's really easy in uh, our world to look at what somebody's experiencing and think, man, I'd love to experience that, but I'd have to fake it to experience it. I don't want to fake it. Mm-hmm. So I'd really work on why, why do you think there's a should around it. Yep. And well, so... And I, I just think, you know, that's why I've been trying to, I've, I've been listening as we've been talking and trying to think, one, I agree with everything they've said, so I've been trying to think, oh, I don't know if I have anything to add, but the whole time what kept coming to me is I think the nature of this question, not that the question is bad or it's coming from a bad place, the nature of most of our questions with this stuff, the way you connect to the reality of the cross is you, you live out the reality of the cross. Um, there's a way in which, and I, I, I spoke a little about this on Sunday when we, after we, rec, you know, we recorded this, but there's a way at which our intellectual side, we tend to think of Christianity as an intellectual or emotional thing. There are things I understand and I believe, and if I understand and I believe them, then I'm a Christian. There are things in which I fe- I had emotional, you just you, know, you said that at the beginning, I had this emotional, spiritual experience, therefore I'm a Christian because I've had this personal encounter, and those are my two ways. But, you know, the way the New Testament writers talk about Jesus a lot, when you talk about the, the part about him being our brother, the way they refer to him is that he is the, the first fruits of the new creation, yes. and, and that he's our older brother, that he mm-hmm. goes first in everything, and that he goes first in the death, and the resurrection so that we know we too need to die and to rise again to new life. And so, I don't know because I don't know you. I would, I would wonder how much is the cross the template of which you live your life 
Um, and so the best way, I think, to connect with the reality of the cross, once again, I don't know you, but uh, if, if you're engaged with our church, are you, are you in community with other believers? Because part of the new, the whole point of the new creation was this new family. Jesus died to, 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 to bring about the, the kingdom and this new creation and this new community. Are you with brothers and sisters in Christ? And are you learning to lay down your life for them? Are you learning to sacrifice when God calls you to do something? And, you know, you talked about trust earlier, and mm -hmm. I feel like I don't, you know, I, I, I see Jesus' level of trust on the cross. Am I living with that level of trust? I feel God calling me to do something. I don't think it's going to go the right way, so I don't do it. Well, that's how you're disconnected from the reality of the cross, mm -hmm. is you're not stepping into the life of the cross. Um, you know, the cross did accomplish things for us, but it also was the template of which we were called to live. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then he goes to the cross and he dies and he says, this is what life looks like. And he told us we're going to have to take up our cross to follow. Right. You can't follow me without taking your cross. So I, I would just encourage you to not, when we say the thing about not should, what we mean is don't live in the world of feelings and intellect and think that that's, that's your relationship with Jesus. Your relationship with Jesus is a embodied thing. It, 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 you, 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 you are a body and you have these feelings and you have this intellect and you have a spirit. You're all of these things and you, you know, Jesus, J, Jesus raised in a body. All of this is part of it. So it is the, it is life on life, you know, interactions and love with other people. So I don't know. That's the way that for me, the cross is really beneficial too, because then when I suffer, then when I do these things, there is a way in which all of that becomes me participating in Christ's sufferings. Well, and it really does. I, what you just said, I'm so thankful you said that because mm -hmm. that, that really does tie things to a good place. Yes. It led me to thoughts I wasn't having, but you're exactly right. Reality of the cross has to be lived out in Christians, mm -hmm. and being really committed in community is the... I do have to give up myself to yes. willingly live in community with almost anybody. With, if it's, if with it's my wife to, of 42 yeah, years, yeah. I have to give up some of what I want for some of what she wants for this. And then my kids, I have to give up some of what I want for some of what they want. In relationship at church, I have to continually, it's calling me to die to me. Die yes. to me for the sake of the greater. And I, if I'm not doing that, I can see how I could disconnect it constantly. It's voting day here in the United States, or I shouldn't say Georgia, state, where yeah. we are today. And I was thinking literally today, how do you vote as a Christian? Because I've been discipled my whole life mm -hmm. to think, you know, the easiest way to make a decision to vote is what's going to cost me less money yeah. and make my life better. But the way of the cross is what, what can I do to help more people? And frankly, my life's so blessed. Mm -hmm. If my taxes got raised, I probably wouldn't like it. But would I be killed over it? Right. No. But if I could make collectively other people's lives better, I know that's going to make some people uncomfortable. I'm just saying. Well, but I think that I'm just saying it is me giving up yeah. myself for the sake of the greater good. I do think in every consideration when I choose the way of the cross, it is the way of commitment. You know, um, we, we were talking about that in discipleship, maybe this, maybe a couple months ago. But that Jesus sets his face to Jerusalem. Jesus committed himself to the cross. He could have gotten out of it. Mm -hmm. He could have backed out. And I think what you're talking about there, the commitment of of being part of the resurrection community of this new humanity is, um, 
I'm committing myself to these people, and I just see it happen so much. I said that on Sunday that someone had said to me, I don't even think I like the people in my small group. It's honestly better for it's you. Good. It it's is. better that every week you may have to pump yourself up to go get on that video call or go to that person's mm -hmm. house. And the reason you do it is because you go, you know what? I bring something to them, and they do bring something to me, even the challenges and the difficulty, because there is a way that the love of Christ is not fully complete in me until he stands between me and another person. And that, that I have to, it, I have to, the only way I can love that person is by loving Jesus. And I have to keep him at the center, which is what we all say we want. We say we want Jesus at the center of our lives, but we structure our lives in such a way that I can really keep him on the side. Well, and there's nothing really miraculous about a group of friends who would be together anyway. Sure. With, with yeah. or without Jesus. Yeah. Nobody looks at that and goes, Man, all of y'all dress alike, all of y'all look alike, all of y'all vote alike, all of y'all like the same sports. And Jesus made all that happen. Yeah. No. You know, I know other people that don't have Jesus at all. But when you see that some of them vote Democrat and some vote Republican, some are black and some are white, and some believe that abortion should be legalized and some believe it's not. And those people, in spite of all those differences, still love each other and commit their lives to each other. Yes. That's the I'm telling you, in our right world... Time. That stands out. Yeah, that's the kingdom distinction. That's right. So, yeah. All right. Uh, we're out of time. I feel like we could keep going, but mm -hmm. we should not. We can uh, always keep going. So real quick, uh, before we wrap up, uh, I wanted to just say this real quick because I, I, um, I know last week, if, you're, if you watch these in order, last week I said to you, we're out of questions. Well, technically, that was about four weeks ago. <laughs> because if those of you don't know how we do this, we record three at a time. We sit down and we do three weeks at a time. And so when I said that, that was several weeks ago. And uh, all of a sudden, we get this long list of questions. So I noticed, uh, in fact, somebody, I don't know if it's the same person, asked the same question twice, maybe because they thought we skipped it or we just weren't getting to it. I just want to remind the audience, uh, when you put a question in, we definitely get it. But it might take me three, four or more weeks to get it in here. So be patient. And for you to see it. And for you to see it. And because it we don't a demand while. a name, we can't tell you, hey, I got it. That's right. Yeah. And so uh, for those of you who are uh, putting in questions, they, I got them. I got a big, long list. In fact, I got uh, enough for this week, the next two weeks, and I've still got like six more oh, wow. in, waiting. Now, um, we, had, we have had uh, one particular person who does identify themselves when they send in questions that... Hello, Sydney. I might just do a Sydney uh, episode. Uh, We've got so many Sydney questions that uh, I might just do a Sydney episode. I, just I, I didn't did. know we had Sydney we questions. Did. If, if we did. If you would also give us your name, we might do a, a you episode. That's right. Who knows? Uh, I won't make promises, but... I'm going to try to make that happen in a few weeks. So uh, next We really do like Sydney, though. Sydney now, I think, is officially a social media influencer, so maybe if we do a Sydney episode, we'll get all the... Maybe she'll, maybe okay. she'll promote maybe, it. We'll that'd get. be great. She is a, she's a baker on TikTok. Cool. Mm -hmm. and, and Instagram. She got a whole, she got oh. a whole empire. Oh, she's things. got an empire she's building. Well, she's yeah. going to have to send us some baked goods. I there you go. She's moving closer. She is okay. moving closer. All right. I'm very send excited. Us, send them on, Sydney. Not to send so. us goods. I didn't mean that. She's moving closer geographically. That's, what, that's okay. why I think she's moving closer. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So next, Shipping fees on cooking will be less. <laughs> yes. So you guys tune in next week. Next week, a little preview. We're going to talk about whether Christians ought to sue people. Soup people? Soup. Oh. 
Sue, arrest I'm about to say no on court. soup. Was that a sentence? We should question? not no. soup them. Was that, a so, <laughs> that is our question Toss for next week. So y'all hang You're on. Do not soup anybody before and you hear our answer. Don't soup anybody before next week, and we'll talk about that question next week. Y'all have a good one. See ya.